It is a new day with so many historical moments, moments that we have not yet experienced because the day has not ended. Maybe for some of us it is coming to a close, but we are counting the Omer. And if you're just now joining me, then I would highly recommend you go back to the previous episode that introduces this unlearning adventure that we are on to truly bring in the sheaves of our inmost being. Now I realize it's springtime, but on the Jewish calendar, it's a different season and that's what is marking our time. So join me as we continue to count this sheave that I'm calling disruptive grace. And boy, today is that day that I'd love to share with you personally how it's come to me. But we will also be in solidarity one with another as we meditate, as we haga disruptive grace. And I will define Chagah. Meditation in Hebrew is an anamanapia. And it's the sound that a lion makes when he's hovering and enjoying the food that is nourishing him. And so it's an incessant chewing for the nutrients that are needed. Let's begin. I want to just share a correction. I mentioned in the meditation warm-up right after this little disclaimer that I'm adding that Mother's Day falls on Pentecost. Well, that is actually not correct. It was a week off. So Mother's Day is the 13th, Pentecost is the 20th. So just keep that in mind when you hear me mention that double blessing. But still, I believe that what we have is a month that is just replete with an abounding witness of blessings. So carry on as you keep that in mind. Pentecost is the 20th. I want to welcome you in this new meditation series called Everyday Small Harvest. And it is really us taking the month of May and counting the remaining of the days leading up to Pentecost, Shavuot in Hebrew is what it would be termed. And particularly we're counting the Omer. And I suggest if you're just now joining in, that if you haven't listened to the introduction to this series, that you would go back one episode and do that. And so with that, I want to remind you that what we're doing is following a rhythm on the Jewish calendar, the biblical calendar, that is not necessarily in sync with our calendar. And so although it is spring in most places, um, at least in the United States, we're, we're looking at spring in many other places abroad, but there are some places where this is not their spring. 
And so it is harvest time in Israel, leading up to harvest time. And so one of the things that also is really important to to note is that every new day on the Jewish calendar begins at sunset. So although we're going to count um, 37 days of the Omer today, tonight at sunset, it will then be the 38th day count. And the 50th day will fall on Mother's Day, Sunday. And so Pentecost this year has a double portion blessing, I believe. And so we're going to look at many facets of that which really truly give us insight into to God's heart about this festival called Pentecost. And so we will along the way meditate on God's word and we will relax our muscles through breathing, deep breathing that will allow our body to replenish oxygen. You can even now, if you're in a, a situation where you can, place your hand on your chest and your abdomen. And you want to allow your breathing to be felt through your abdomen and allow your chest to just rest. And any thought that comes, don't fight it. You allow it to be brought into or folded into what we're doing as we listen and also ask sacred questions and look at what bringing the inmost part of our attention to the awareness of love's attention to us through what it looks like (laughs) to interact with disruptive grace. I know it met me today in my household this morning as I awakened to teenagers who acted less like allies and more like enemies. And I sensed the grace, a disruptive grace that re-engaged my heart so that as I engaged their hearts, it would not just become a shipwreck. It was close to that. But what we will do is choose now, no matter what our day has looked like up to this point, choose now to behold a kind of grace that comes in to bless us and yet disrupt us and even interrupt us. So take a deep breath and we will begin with just silencing ourselves and centering ourselves in such a way that we allow our nervous system to calm and get ready to receive. But what about those times when we don't want to receive? Disruptive grace comes as a privilege. And the reason why I call it disruptive grace is because there is a, there's a different way to see grace than just a warm fuzzy. 
Grace is strong and yet ever such gentleness that comes to us in times where love knows exactly what we need, but it also comes to us like a storm. Like with Jonah, he didn't ask for it. He didn't plan for it. He didn't equip himself for this moment. Jonah did nothing to get it. This was something that Jonah could not earn, and he certainly did not even see it coming. But this was a grace that was for him. It had his name on it. Let the Jonah in you breathe that in. Breathe and then release. It was just there to come and enrapture him. It just showed up to lead Jonah into what was required for his further personal development with love. What is disruptive grace looking like for you, Jonah? Now breathe and release. As you continue to breathe, together let's ha Jonah 4, chapter 4, verse 2. Maybe it will help you to close your eyes. Maybe even to put your hand back on your chest and your abdomen. And breathe in this living word. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God. Slow to anger and abounding in love. A God who relents from sending calamity. Breathe. Jonah didn't ask for this disruptive grace. Even though it's a privilege, he didn't plan for it. Jonah did nothing to get it. Jonah did not earn it. It was just there. It just showed up to lead Jonah into this disruption, a disruption in his life that required for deeper fellowship with love, not just knowing in the head and intellect that God was gracious and compassionate, but to see the extent that that graciousness and compassion operates, behaves, towards those who have no earning of it. So what is disruptive grace looking like for you? Breathe in that it cannot be controlled. It is not predictable or rational. It cannot be owned. You cannot tame grace. It can come in like grace, like rain, or it can come in as a storm of grace. How do we respond to God's unwanted grace, grace that we don't want to do the hard, grace that we don't want to journey through loss, grief, 
a difficult confrontation, but that grace is desirable, not just when it's warm and fuzzy, but it's desirable because at the very core of who we are, it shapes us and we can desire disruptive grace even if it doesn't feel good. We can desire to be transformed by a renewing of our mind, our hearts that begins to welcome instead of run from grace. But even if we run, grace will swallow us and preserve our life and bring us back to shore and insist that we have all that we need. This is disruptive grace. Bring this in to every facet today that you have left in these hours. Gracious and compassionate can be our companions in the least likely places, the least preferred places. Thank you for joining me. And you can also visit MohawkMamaStudio.com because what I've done is I have uploaded a bookmark, a meditation bookmark for you. And it includes all that we have journeyed through together as well as a little more And there's also a blessing that goes along with this Omar uh, 37. And so I look forward to just spending tomorrow with you when we count Omar, or Omar, depending on your pronunciation, 38. Thank you for choosing to rest, relinquish, and receive with me. And it bears repeating. Shalom.